The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is the Cigar Authority. Saturday, June 13th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. And what does... Aging cigars really do to your cigars. What is the right time to age? Can you go too far? Mr. Jonathan is testing a theory, and we are the guinea pigs, and we love it. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. All right. I'm excited to do this because I have been aging cigars probably my entire cigar career of 35 years. Uh, Right from the go, putting boxes aside and say, I'll get to these later. Um, sometimes I think I've gone too far. Sometimes I think I haven't gone far enough. Um, so here's a theory that we're going to test, and you decided this at the very beginning when the cigar came out. What happened was uh, we were doing events with Nelson Alfonso of Selected Tobacco fame, and I took the band off of an Aladino Corojo Reserve because in size it resembles his Poema-sized cigar. Okay. I didn't want anyone seeing him smoking something else and, and to not to be fair, unfair to him. And I said, I like this cigar. You don't have to like it. I didn't make it. But I want to know Bless what you- Bless you, Barry. Th- Thank you. I want to know what you think about it. And he smoked it and he said, this is a 90 out of 100. That's what I would give it for a rating. But if you want to make this cigar sensational, here's what you do. And he laid it out and we'll get into it later on as we go. But the it's not just, I didn't just age cigars- I believe what I did was sped the aging up of the tobacco through a process. All right. And you tell us about that. So, uh, Barry, what are we going to smoke? Well, today's first two cigars will be the Aladino Corojo Reserver, and it's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. The size they were lighting up is a 5x50, and it's a Honduran Puro featuring all Corojo tobacco. A single cigar will set you back twelve nineteen, while a box is two fifteen ninety nine, which comes out to just ten eighty per single, which is a savings of twenty eight dollars or eleven percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. All right, as Barry said, it's a Honduran puro, meaning it's pure Honduran, wrapper, filler, binder, all the tobacco, and it's all Corojo, so it's all from the same seed, which is the Corojo plant, including the wrapper on it. Corojo is very, very tasty tobacco. Um, there's people that use the word Corojo, then there's the real deal Corojo, which is the people that lived in Corojo, El Corojo, Cuba. And there were four people, and that it is a place. 
and they grew a tobacco, and that tobacco had a unique characteristic to it. The problem is that it didn't yield very well. It was too susceptible to molds right. and things like that. So after a while, they stopped making it, but everybody always remembered the Corojo tobacco, how great it was. Um, the Aroa family took some of those seeds, fled Cuba, went to Honduras, planted that tobacco maybe about 20 years ago, would you say, when Camacho Corojo came out? Yeah, I don't know how long they had been growing it at that point, but... And wow, and when that company was sold off, for whatever reason, Corojo never was the same. Maybe they were buying it from somebody else. Whatever they were doing, it just was never the same. And then I was handed an Aladino cigar, and I said, oh, my God. And it took me back to that flavor of what it is. And when they ever came out with the Corojo Reserve, what that was was even more strength and flavor of that Corojo. So it just to another level, what a great cigar. Now, to me, I think this cigar is a little too full body for my palate. But what happens when you age the cigar? And that's what right. we're going to figure out. Now, yep. And I don't know if this is just me, but if you compare the feet on these cigars. Well, we can't because we only have one. Oh, see, I you have, have two. both. Yeah, because you're off the, the thing. What do you have? What are you lighting? The new one? We're yeah, lighting the, the new, new one. one, yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, pull an old one from there and compare the feet and tell me if anything is different on yours. He's comparing the two. They are virtually identical. See, what's weird is I have a little bit of the yeah. cinnamon swirl on the new one, and the old one is all cinnamon. Ah, I got all cinnamon. No, yeah, yeah from, from sitting away from Jonathan, it looked the older one looked darker than the new one. Mm. Well, these are snowflakes here, man. Be the lighting. There's no two, two alike. No, we're, we're validated. Yeah. That. Okay, carry on with the show. I kept the cigar separate just so that nobody accidentally lit mm -hmm. the wrong one. All right, so we're going to start off with the new one. And then later on, uh, a little while into this, we're going to light the, the other one. But we got to get really into tasting this to see what it's all about. So the official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You know what's excellent? Next week, the Perdomos. All right. Cold draw is eucalyptus. Mr. Jonathan smokes this cigar every day. Every single day. And to a non-trained palate, somebody that's not familiar with eucalyptus, there's kind of that sappy feeling from from cedar or wood or some some kind of wood that's sweated a little bit. There is there is a bit of cedar in this as far as the flavor notes, but I find the overwhelming cold draw is eucalyptus. Now I'm going to tell you the, the weirdest thing. And he, you you don't maybe don't know this. You've never been there to Honduras and seen no, the, the tobacco fields. I've been there. They grow two things on the tobacco fields, tobacco and eucalyptus. <laughs> now, I can't take credit, by the way, for the eucalyptus. Darren Merrill, who I know is listening right now, Darren Merrill said, because I couldn't place that flavor. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. doing the cold draw, and I can't tell. I can't tell. I'm picking up the cedar, but there's something else there. And he said it to me. It's eucalyptus. Yeah, if you ever drive through a, a forest of eucalyptus, it's very distinct. So here's the weird thing. So I go down there many years ago, 
and here they are growing eucalyptus. And after the eucalyptus tree grows, they take all the, the branches off it, it's all in the corner, and it just sits there. And I said, so what do you do with it? And they said, you know, there's really nothing to do with it. You can't do anything with it. I said, but... Well, they use the poles to string up the... Because they grow long and straight. They're growing poles. Right. So he says, we grow poles. And they're growing this for the wood to make the poles to build fences. That's what they grow, is fences. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. And that's what they do. And all the eucalyptus, if anybody wants eucalyptus, I know somebody that has... (laughs) <laughs> trailer trucks of it that they don't do anything with it because the value of it is so little it costs more to can't, transport can't they make cough drops or something i know i know I, I said it to them too or is the vix vapor rub the, is that eucalyptus yeah it's eucalyptus yeah so uh so bef- the, the little eucalyptus sting or the little mm-hmm. mentholy and and it's interesting that you say sting because you pay attention to that pay attention to Anything that you, we might not always highlight negatives in this it, because every cigar is everybody's baby and you want to always be as positive as you can be, but pay attention to maybe some things that aren't as well balanced as they could be because things may change with the next cigar. So this is not care package or anything like that. It's not. Too bad. Mm. Um well, Jonathan but didn't have enough of yeah, the old yeah, yeah, and they don't, and they don't produce yeah, enough of thousand. these cigars to right. do the care package. Yeah, that, that is not enough. Although, Although, you, listen, you got to try the cigar. Very, very interesting cigar. Dave, you, you carry a lot of inventory. Yeah. Why not plan a next year care package and put yeah, aside start, some? <laughs> put aside a thousand cigars. A thousand uh, of these and a thousand well, of Well, how many? Ones. You got a thousand's very little of what you want. Yeah. So percentage-wise, so, <laughs> we'll get into that on the after show. Before I uh, before I do my lighter pitch, I've got a an email that was submitted through the Contact Us page, and Rod Z writes, Good day, everyone. I'm rec- a recent convert to the Cigar Authority. The show is entertaining, informative, and long enough to leisurely smoke any cigar. Too bad we can't get the care packages in Canada, but that's that. Here's my three-part question. There are a wide variety of Vertigo lighters on the market. Do each of you have a preferred model? And if so, what is your preferred model? And if someone is looking for a general purpose Vertigo lighter, what would you recommend? Keep up the great work. Now, I'm going to speak for myself, but I think I speak for the entire panel. There's only one workhorse. This is the moneymaker. This mm-hmm. is the one that we sell, I would say, 100 to 1 over any other one. Any other one and the fewest returns lighters are mechanical you're going to you're going to see returns this one for some reason is just a absolute beast of a lighter and we do have a lot of repeat sales for the people who lose them correct There's, there was that one guy every time he was in his boat somehow the Virgo ended up in the lake. And I tried convincing him. I have at least 20 of these. <laughs> yeah, I've got them scattered yeah. all around. There's at least two in my car. There's at least two on my desk. There's at least two in my pocket. There's, <laughs> they're everywhere. And every once in a while, I gather them all together, fill them all up, <laughs> scatter them all out there. But no matter what, I got one of these. So this is the Vertigo Cyclone. This is the lighter that brought them to the game. You have Absolutely. double action. You do have to flip the lid manually. There is no double wall protection on this. It's a no-frills lighter. Press the button down. Three jets come to life, fueled by the very first of the patented big-ass tanks. You got easy adjustment at the bottom. It's not patented. All you made it up. for the low price of twelve ninety-nine. That's the Vertigo Cyclone. And That's what, the lighter. And what we do is we sell two for 20 
And we sell them all day long. And there's a Cyclone 2, if you want to step it up. Yeah. The Cyclone 2 has a double wall mm-hmm. on there because you'll you'll notice, especially you, you're a guy doing 60 ring gauges. It heats you, up. And your toaster heats up, right? And so that's the problem. But mine's been through the washer and dryer, I don't know, eight times. Why do you, why do you keep doing that? Because uh, it's, it's dirty. The, it's the two guys' sweatshirts <laughs> in the wintertime. They have the pocket on the side, and that's uh, where I put my lighter and cutter. I always get yelled at by my wife. You left the lighter in your jeans again, and it went in the wash, and sure enough, it works. Right. Works every time. Every time. If that guy just went to the bottom of the lake, he'd have 10 I know. lighters that work. It, it was completely well thought out of the shape, design, all the things that end up happening to this lighter. The only th- problem I have with it was it got too hot. I relight a lot of cigars, or somebody doesn't have a lighter, and I let, let them take and the lighter out. And they hand it back the wrong way. Right. <laughs> you grab it and burn your hand. Um, so they ended up coming with the, the step up from this for a couple of extra dollars or something. A, Which is good. It's too wall, and, and then it becomes the Like, next. if you Before have we, to brule something, yeah, you know, it's good the for the double wall. The uh, uh, we got to pay attention to this because we just lit it. This is what Dave has always referred to as the Honduran bite. There is a little bit of a a bitter component that's mm-hmm. happening right on the initial light. It goes away. I, I wouldn't want that to turn somebody off from smoking it. And back to the eucalyptus of it, without you saying eucalyptus, and you, you're so spot on with it. Thank you, Darren Merrill. But I would have said maybe cedar, cinnamon, the mm. little bite that ends up. That there there is cedar you, in there for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's almost a. If you had a black tea, that bitey component of it, when it gets cold and the tea bag's been in there for a little while, he, he's he's right on, and it's freaking ridiculous. It's not like I don't smoke this, but cigar he smokes every it day. every day. And I'm saying it is a eight and a half to ten right now. Hmm. It's pretty mm. up there. Uh, and you know what? You're being fair with the eight and a half. I would say it is eight and a half. I'm going to agree with you. Really? Yeah. Overall or just initially it seems as strong? Uh, well, we know I smoke it, so it stays pretty eight and a half. I mean, it, there's yeah. peaks and valleys in it. but I, I mean, I think it's 7.96. Yeah. The, uh, Why is it called Corojo Reserve as opposed to the Corojo? And this is, this is something that I have to hold Husto to the fire on. I believe the reason why the production on this is so small is that they save their Corona leaves because this, this is, is the highest leaves twice. on the plant. There's two little, little leaves yeah, two at or the very leaves top, that, that poke out, which is considered lajero. Years ago, years ago, the Corona leaf was was special with the Corona part of the plant, and it was separated as Coro- as fuller bodied cigars got more popular. They incorporated that into the lajero. Now they're just taking those two leaves at the very top, separating them. And this becomes the highest, highest priming from the Lajero part of right. it. Right. And it, there's, I think there's a reason why there's only two sizes in regular production, and it's because the Corona leaves are so tough. And small. Right. So we, we have a Robusto and a Toro. Correct. Period. That's it. Where's the Churchill? Where's the Torpedo? Where's the, well, we had a Corona for a while. There was a small run of Corona, but <laughs> yeah. it, it was not nearly no. as strong no, as this. So and, I, they and, just use regular And Lajero. there'll be another run of another limited size uh, later this year. Which is what? Uh, I don't remember which one he went with. Yeah. Right. Thanks for only having half the news, Barry. No problem. Wow. One, one job. <laughs> Alzheimer's setting in. Bringing it up and not having the answer. <laughs> Here's something else I don't know. 
No, just kidding. Uh, what happens when you age a box of cigars? Aging a box of cigars, not aging a single, but aging in its original packaging, a box of cigars. And let me tell you, don't you buy a single cigar and you put it in, mix it with all the other ones, and you say, oh, I'm aging this one. Let me tell you, it doesn't work out as well, nearly at all. Your cigars will all start to taste the same if they're yeah, all in they gen, stop marrying with each other, just like tobacco does with it. So we're talking about getting a box of cigars, aging the box of cigars. It always works by far. I've done both, so I know from experience, uh, and I think we all agree on the panel, you age the full box of cigars. Always. Tobacco and all premium cigars are aged. So typically when we get a cigar that comes to us anyway, you probably got two or three years of aging on that tobacco to begin with. But we're talking post-roll, after they roll the cigar, now the aging after that point. Some age three months, right? post-roll, and send it to you. You got have some um, you know, wild cigars like uh, Atabay and Byron that, that post-roll four and five years. You're paying major price for that. Or you can buy a box of cigars and you can do it yourself and save considerable amount of money on a, on a post-roll. It does cost you, though. Yeah. Costs you time. Costs you time. So always a question. Can a fresh-rolled cigar be smoked right away? They're rolling a cigar. You go to a resort, you see them do it. You go to a cigar factory, you see them do it. And the answer is, yes, you can. You can enjoy that to a certain degree for about three or four days. But after that, we have a fermenting process that begins again on the cigar. That's why most cigar factories that roll a cigar, roll the cigar, and then they put it down usually 90, 100 days. And then start packaging and then shipping it. So we get the cigars most likely at a 90-day, 100-day, by the time it receives to us, maybe a 120-day uh, turnaround that the cigar has been aged. So is that enough time, or should it be longer? Well, if the cigar shop gets it, and they hang on to those cigars for a long time, and it sits in, in the store, back in the day, I remember customers coming in when we didn't move product as fast as we do now, looking around in the humidor for an older box of cigars. Yeah, the date stamp on them. Yeah. Um, so, an FYI, Cubans are rolled and shipped. And I know this because we went there we went and there. we watch it. They roll the cigar, they don't put it in cellophane, they box it, they ship it the day it's, um, it's packaged, it's rolled and packaged, and it's, and it's done. And they consider the aging happens within the box of cigars. Now, Ed, you were a big Cuban cigar smoker for many years. Mm-hmm. Date codes meant a lot to Cuban cigars. Meant everything. Right. It really did. And Yeah, I mean, I used to buy a lot of Partagas shorts in the cabinets of 50. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I'd get five or six of those at a time and just put them away. And then you start to rotate through. Okay, this one. And you'd want to wait a year. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. And I found, you know, by going through that, at around year seven, they weren't what they were. You know, they were starting to go past peak. Now, it would still be a great cigar yeah. through 10 years, but... But your, your, before your first year, the cigar was not all that good. I didn't think they were smokable, <laughs> yeah. were, especially when you first get and, them. And people that were into Cuban cigars know this. It, the, the unfortunate thing that happened in the U.S. is most people did the right thing and waited at least 100 days, and by the time it made it to the retailer, by the time the retailer sold it, it has gone through enough of it that the cigar mm-hmm. is good right off the bat. Right. 
that's not the yeah. case when it came to Cuban cigars, but uh, it also is not the case sometimes with regular uh, New World cigars, is what yeah. they call non-Cuban cigars. Um, so you, what should happen when you age a cigar? Uh, based on experience, they get better in taste. Automatically, you get a cigar and you hang on to it for another three, four months, it gets better, you hang on to it for a year, and we're going to get it to it in a minute. Um, you're going to see what ends up happening. But what happens within the cigar, what happens is the tobaccos marry. Like we talked about putting individual cigars next to the individual cigar. But the tobacco within the one single cigar marries with each other. So you made a sauce and you cook the sauce for a longer period of time on the stove, and the sauce, sauce gets better. Always. That's what happens. Reduction sauces, right? Mm -hmm. More flavors ended up coming out of it. Because we'll get into... Aging cigars for a long period of time and the cigar mellowing out, but at the beginning, quite the opposite is happening. Actually, it is reducing the, the moisture content and the flavor is getting more intense right. at the beginning of this. And when they're really not ready, you can get a lot of ammonia from it, though. Yeah, as that is going on. Which is a byproduct of photosynthesis. You're also going to pick up the nitrates, which are part of the fertilization process. So another thing you'll see is the improvement on a burn. As you're aging the cigar, we talked about it when we talked about how happens to cigar burns, um, but tobacco becomes the same humidity throughout the cigar if the cigar is aged. Now, the entire cigar is that humidity, as opposed to it's moister in the middle and drier in the outside, or vice versa, that happens. We talked about the cone of the cigar. We talked about uh, the inside burning and or the outside burning. Um, Catch that on last week's show. Yeah. So uh, the draw could also improve as the cigar dried out or became the same humidity. All of a sudden, the draw, again, back to Cuban cigars, that you get a fresh box of Cuban cigars. I hate to keep eating up Cuban cigars, but it, they are so known for this, and it's simply because of the aging process doesn't happen. They could change everything over if they did this. It will improve dramatically by the cigar humidity being the same throughout. The drawer is going to improve automatically. It's all 65% humidity inside the cigar, inside and outside, yep. and all of a sudden, the drawer is, is better. But with the Cuban ones, all that means is you get to 10% uh, of them that are plugged once the humidity is right versus 25. Yeah, it, it improves anyway. So let's taste the cigar. Very woodsy. It's Very woody, and there's a there's a uh, a bit of a sour note. It's not unpleasant, but wow, it's too strong for me. That's all there is to it. He <laughs> smokes this. He smokes this cigar every day, and he pushes me every morning. Have the Aladino Reserve, and I'll smoke a regular Aladino because it's a, it's a step down from there. I'm hoping that this ends up working out because it is a great cigar. If it was only toned down, it would be so perfect for me, but it's just a notch too high. And this cigar yeah, this is, is what made it so I could smoke stronger cigars because I love the flavor so much me too. that I put up with the strength. And that's how it was in the beginning. And now I can just handle the strength. Yeah, so you, like, you like mild, medium to medium. Yeah. Jonathan, you like... Pure medium, would I say? Medium to strong now. Okay, yeah. I'm a medium to full guy, and you can let us know what you think on the Cigar Authority survey. Yes, please. Which is on the CigarAuthority.com on the right-hand side. Because we, we only got another two weeks, and, mm -hmm. we're, and we're doing the uh, thing. So uh, 
slow down a little bit. You guys came out swinging, but go on the cigarauthority.com on the right-hand side. You see the survey. It's 20 questions. It's going to take you two, two minutes. three minutes. Uh, all right. So yeah, and I do love this cigar. It, it's rougher, though, than the regular Aladino. It's the got, regular yeah, it's Aladino a, is, is more elegant. This one's yeah, it's, in your face. It, it's, a, it's a tad too much for me. Uh, saying nothing, I, I love what it tastes like. If, if it was only a little lighter, it would be unbelievable to me. Um, so this is the Aladino, and Jonathan put a little on I the Just on color the it in the A. Colored in the A so we, we know what the difference is. So we'll give this one a cut and light. And John, Jonathan, you don't like to uh, color within the lines, do you? No. He was never good at that. <laughs> so tasting the cold draw. The draw is way better. There's the eucalyptus taste mm -hmm. to it. It tastes like it tasted. To me, there's yeah. a little bit more cedar on this than the eucalyptus. Well, there should be because it's in a cedar box and Correct. it sat there for an extra year, right? So that should automatically happen. I'm, I'm actually getting some bok choy off the cold draw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> bok choy. <laughs> have you ever eaten a bok choy? Yes, I have. What what is exactly is a bok choy? It's a leafy. It's a green leafy. It's uh, used. It's, it's the like green, celery. It's the green thing in uh, uh, wonton soup when they used to put the green thing in the wonton soup. All right. Cinnamon Chinese pea pods. <laughs> That's it's what this a, is. Yeah. Not bad, Chinese right? Chinese pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. Also, chunky peanut butter. I get peanut butter a lot on this. Yeah. But the one that has the nuts in it, not the smooth, the chunky. Still I agree 100% with Barry. No, I do not. As a matter of fact, you take the peanuts out of the peanut butter and you eat just the chunks. That's what you get. <laughs> do you rinse them off first? No, you leave them on. You want a little residue of that peanut butter. So right on the light. You're not getting the bite that you got on the first one. <laughs> it, it's, it's still smoother, there. but it, yeah. uh, it's still a strong cigar. Well, the beginning of all Honduran tobacco, to me, bites at the beginning of it. So it's not even fair. The first couple of puffs aren't even fair. I got to get past that and say pay no attention. As a matter of fact, when we blind test each other, when that ends up happening to a cigar, I light a cigar and go, it's Honduran. You do. And this is a Honduran Puro. So it automatically happens to it. So I got to get, I got, it's not even fair to keep going there. But it seems more, the edges are, are rounded off, the edges yep. of sharpness are rounded off, maybe. And the cedar is a lot more prevalent throughout, even after it's lit. You don't mm -hmm. get as much cedar on mm -hmm. the new one as you do on this. And doesn't it seem more um, packed, but Clear, clean draw. Yeah, the yes. draw is unreal. The drawer is tremendously different. Yeah. I mean, Barry, you could comment. The others probably not. On the retro hail, you notice with the aged one, lot smoother on the retro. I mean, it's still strong. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have that. that the harsh. Yeah, edge that to bite it. that tickles the nostrils. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I can't even. <laughs> I can a little tiny bit put the old the old one through. Right. New one, don't try it. You'll die. I almost I'm, died. I'm getting a lot more off of the aged one. I'm getting a little hint of licorice in it. There's uh, definitely some well-defined cinnamon. And uh, 
You said that good too. It's just I've yeah. been practicing. Yeah. It just seems like there's so much more going on with the aged one. It it is a better cigar early on, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's the same exact cigar, folks. So how long should you age the cigar to see the difference? So one year, I say, makes a big difference. We're mm -hmm. one year into this thing, and I can, and I, you know, listen, I got, this is what I do for a living, but I think the average person is going to taste the difference, see a difference, feel the difference of the cigar after one year. Mild cigars especially, that you're going to see a, ma a major thing. We're, we're talking a fuller-bodied cigar here, but... I would say one year into a mild cigar, you are ready to go. For one sure. year, you are where you want to be with that cigar um, post-rolled, right? You receive the cigar. Now, what do you do? You put the date on the bottom of the cigar. You That's put it. the cigar away because you're going to forget. You go back to it a year. I've done this so many times with so many different cigars and go into it. As a matter of fact, you have gone into this box of cigars. Yeah, these are the last four. Well, was now, it. Okay. Do you have any more <laughs> set-aside aging? Or yeah, no? I, have, I have six more boxes. All right. Uh, seven. I bought I bought another one. No, today. did you buy those all at the same time? So No, I no. spread it out so that I... So you're uh, starting a rotation so thing. So that's you it. Get the, the smoke production on the aged one is <laughs> denser than the non-aged one. Much easier time blowing smoke rings with the aged one versus the non-aged one. So, Jonathan, you just write the uh, date on the bottom of the box? I leave everything as the box came when I bought it. So mm -hmm. the cellophane on the outside, I leave that. I write on the cellophane the date that I bought it, and I put dry next to it. And there's a reason for that in a second. Dave will tell me. He'll, you'll cue me. I don't know where I'm going to cue you, but just <laughs> jump in where you think that's going to be. So let's talk about three years for milder cigars. I would say that's the absolute peak based on experience of it because I've gone way over peak a lot of times. One year, the cigar's ready to go. Three years, smoke those cigars. Yeah. You, you, you held on to a mild cigar for three years. Start smoking those cigars because you're going to be sorry um, for the most part. I have been anyway. I've made mistakes when I've gone a, a lot longer. They mellow out too much for my taste. I want the cigar to marry. I want it to the sharp edges to be off, but I don't want the cigar to become Flavorless, tasteless right. or start dropping off and losing some of its oils or things that, that happen to it. When you take the cellophane off a cigar and you see the cellophane is awful brown, that's the oils from the cigar. And say, oh, look at this. Isn't this nice? No, it's actually bad because you've, you've thrown away the oils. Now you get that cellophane and you throw it away. What a shame that that's not still inside there. So you got to be careful of that on a mild cigar because it, it goes away so quick. Um, Ten years. On full-bodied cigars, tops. Again, I've made the mistake. Yeah, I've gone too far. Um, and like I said, I, I mean, this one, I'm confident, would continue to improve at least up until five years. And probably could take it out to seven. Now, what I so the, the, I'm going to just get into it now. The reason I write dry is the protocol taught to me by Nelson is two months of dry boxing, and then one month in humidification. So, what's dry boxing? Dry boxing is it's not in the humidor at all. It's on top of the humidor, just out. Does it depend on what the weather's like? I asked him, and he said. No humidification, leave it outside the humidor. And then 
for right. one month, put it in the humidification. Now, uh, in my house and in my apartment, I run the air conditioning in the um, summertime. I run heat. So I'm not dealing with an immense amount of humidity changes from uh, the inside of my no, but house. relatively low humidity compared Correct. to doing the same thing. Correct. And I said to him, I tend to run my humidor at about 62%. Is that a problem? And he said, that's perfect. So. All right. I would say darker cigars, thicker wrappers uh, are better for aging. For sure. You go thin, you you, you got some, especially some 10 years or things like that, you got some disintegration going on that ends up happening. So darker, thicker. You're looking at Corojo, which tends to be thick tobacco to begin with. When you're talking about um, broadleaf, thick, oily tobacco, you can do longer periods of time with that. When you're dealing with Connecticut shade, Ecuador, um, Cameroon, it's very, very thin. And a big long time on it is going to end up being a problem too. So just some examples of what has happened to me in the past. Um, So early on stages here, one-year aging, anybody, if I was to sit with a novice and they smoked one in one hand, one in the other, same exact cigar, there's a dramatic difference. Dramatic. It's almost almost two different cigars. Your base note, that Corojo spice is there on both of them, but it's so much more muted and so much more pleasant on the aged one. So I just got the okay from Husto to discuss the uh, limited edition Corona Reserve. <laughs> That's right. So this year they're going to redo the Corona because mm. the other cigar that he's working on isn't ready. And he said it's okay to mention that he's working on a box-pressed Robusto in the Corojo Reserve. Oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, Husto, I'm in. <laughs> I think we're all in. Yeah. And uh, he invited me to the factory to work with him on a Cameroon Puro. So... Wow. Maybe there'll be a trip to Honduras one day in the wow. future. Wow. What 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 an interesting this is this is so awesome of you're talking I I've been doing this for my whole adult life smoking cigars, but this is an awesome experiment. And not only that, this has been the this experiment of me doing it when I finally cracked open the box, the people that smoked the cigar on the regular, I took care of. I gave one to my brother, I gave one to the Merrells. And the and even you guys, yes, even Barry, <laughs> the the bonding experience and the being able to share what I did with people has been more fun than just smoking the cigar by myself. Yeah, I actually like you a little bit for doing that. So because <laughs> you got something for free. Yeah, that's it. So I'm gonna say strength level, it's the same uh, right now. Yeah, strength level is the same. It's more mm-hmm. balanced, more cohesive, more the unifying. Shop, the shop edges are off. But yeah, we haven't. We I would say we haven't heavy. lost any strength. No, so that misconception of oh, it's going to lose all its strength. I, I like that it's strong. Of it, it has improved. You, you took you took something that was always gr- already great and made it greater. Is it, it possible to happen? Yeah. I, that's where I think we're at right now. But we still got plenty of time. Let's go to break. When we come back, misconceptions about aging cigars. When is the peak time and how can you tell? And we're going to give you tips about aging cigars. So stick around, everybody. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, 
Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. 
Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hello, this is Houston Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Okay, there he is. What a cigar. Wow. We're back and we're smoking two Aladinos at the same time, and not just two Aladinos, the Corojo Reserve. They're one year apart, and we're talking about aging cigars, what to do and what not to do. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. What is the differences between these two cigars? Flavor, strength, burn. What do you got? The burn is definitely better. The burn line is more crisp. Almost sharper line. It's almost non-existent. There's almost no carbon right on, right where the ash meets the wrapper. Yeah, right. And on the other one, there there is a carbon line. It's thin, but there is a carbon line. Um, I was saying during the break, holding the two cigars, it seems like the older one is lighter in weight. Yep. If I was to weigh them, I'm certain that it would be lighter in weight. That is the moisture content that, that is left. Um, but moisture is humidity, you think, or something, but it, it's all even. Is, is the difference there. And what you mentioned, Jonathan, was also that it stays lit very easy, that I had to relight going back and forth. I had to relight the newer one, right? but the other one stayed lit mm-hmm. because it's actually the same humidity throughout. And it makes a big, big difference. You know, We talked about that last week on the show yeah. of, of what happens. So getting that humidity level right. I, I find, by and large, that stronger cigars smoke better, drier. So this is, people ask me all the time, what do I hold my humidity at, at home? And it's 62%. I like it drier. Now that I'm smoking stronger cigars, they just burn better. And yeah, I've gotten a few emails on that as well. And uh, I tell people if I'm going to smoke something stronger, like after work or something, I'll take it out of my humidor and leave it on top of my humidor and then light it up when I come home. Yeah, and I do that every day yeah. on my desk, the cigars that are there. Why does he have cigars that's on his desk? Even when somebody gives me some samples to try, why don't you put them in the humidor? It's, it's two feet away from me. It's right, right. there. Yeah. Why is it there? I'm actually drying it out a bit. Yeah. Um, and it ends up being better. That's what I also say before we go to a trade show, uh, if we ever have a trade show again or whatever, that they have me smoke the samples while it's there, which why don't you give me the samples in advance, let me do what I want to do to it. Because well, Las Vegas goes way too dry. Mm. It's in a, in a day, you're, you're bordering on unsmokable for yeah, most stuff. absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go to the misconceptions that happen with um, – aging cigars and 
one of them is aging a cheap or lousy cigar makes it better. It's a misconception because now you have an old lousy cigar. That's what ends up happening. Yeah, you you could still take some of the high points down and you you could improve it, but the it's it's going to be a crappy cigar at the end. Yeah. You're not you're not going to take something that is a $3 cigar and make it smoke like a $20 cigar because you set it down for a year. The magic to do is with a cigar you like already put a box aside and you're going to love it a year from now. I, I said that to the Padrones before that they, you know, boy, I put your, your, a box of your cigars down on the 1926 version, which is a great, great cigar, but again, it teeters on too strong for me. Sure. And then I put a box aside, you wait a year or so, you go back to that cigar and I go, wow, I like the cigar and I end up smoking through the whole box of cigars. Then I say, I want another one of those and I go down to my regular humidor grab that cigar and i'm like it's too strong for me look what ended up happening to the cigar it took that sharp edge away from it uh so aging is a is a big thing it's just not popular uh, in the united states part of it i think too is the the sharp notes i think a lot of people mistake sharp flavors for strength as far as oh this is going to be a strong cigar no it's just it just doesn't have well-rounded edges yet and that's something you can do by laying a cigar down is as we've said you take the high points out i doing this i don't want to smoke nothing but aged cigars now. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say nothing but those cigars <laughs> like jonathan it's it took a great cigar and made it greater Absolutely. I was hoping that this was going to happen because we've done experiments where we dried out a cigar yeah, and, and, and what I thought was going to happen didn't happen, but here it is live in right. front of your eyes. Yeah, I mean, if you have the space and the means to do it, you know, it's worth buying multiple boxes. And that's what I had aside. to do exactly because I smoked the cigar at home too. So I had to buy two boxes right. so that I knew I wouldn't be tempted to dip into it. And, oh, I'll just start the aging next month. Nope, I bought two boxes. Mm -hmm. It gets expensive, but you put that one aside. It's date marked. Now I'm smoking this one. Oh, I'm out of cigars. I'll go buy another box to smoke at home. Yep. What a difference. I'm, I'm loving it. Let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. <laughs> 2020 has seen wildfires in Australia, COVID-19 around the globe, locusts in Africa, murder hornets, and now genetically modified mosquitoes are set to be released in Florida and Texas. Wow. What a year. Those two states have granted approval for the release, though the skeeters are free to travel from state to state. The mission of these mosquitoes are to mate with the existing mosquito population, which currently spreads diseases like dengue, chikungunya, yellow fever, and zika. Chikungunya. <laughs> Once the mating is complete... The offspring from the wild female mosquitoes will instantly die, leading to the genocide of the wild mosquito population. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wow. The chicken gita sounded delicious. Did you order that at a restaurant? <laughs> I'll have the chicken gita with a side of fries. 
<laughs> Why not? Uh, next week, Father's Day weekend, Nick and Nicholas Perdomo are going to be here live with us. We are launching the Firecracker. Those that are uh, part of the Cigar Authority care package uh, will notice that I, I saw a couple of people post a picture of the Firecracker. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, you it's, sent them. It's in, yeah, yeah, it's in the care package, so they got it, but uh, they will not be on sale until next Saturday morning at 10 a.m., um, and you can go to twoguyscigars.com. That was part of Prime, right? It was. was no, there, no, no it was everybody. everybody got it. Good. Yeah, that was well thought out to say, okay, we got enough to do it. Let's take care of everybody. Nice. There was an older firecracker release that made it into the Prime. Correct. So that'll be the following week that we'll smoke. And there's a cigar that is two-year-aged. Two-year. We're doing one-year age. Here's two years Mm. age. But you'd have to have smoked the the one-year age. And remember, exactly, we have no fresh ones. But put enough of those aside for that special day. So I try to do these things. You know, there's things put aside here for years on for care packages and stuff. But you've got cigars that are... 20 years. I do. Age. I have some old, old stuff. And, and that's the point of <laughs> overpeak, right? Yeah. That's what we get to overpeaking. So, so, on the care package, just really quickly, our friends in Michigan or people that had their mail go through the Detroit hub, some of you still haven't gotten your care package wow. yet. Wow. But on it's f- Barry's fault. On yeah. Friday. Call him and complain. 888 <laughs> 2Cigar2. He likes Thank it. Thank you. He likes it. Uh, on Friday, I looked up some random people in the Michigan area, Indiana, uh, northern uh, Illinois. The packages finally left Detroit. And uh, if you didn't get it today, you should definitely have it on Monday. Barry yeah. at twoguyscigars.com. <laughs> yeah. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. He'll field your comments, questions, and thoughts for discussion. Again, he likes it. He I've had a few it. people call. I know you're getting so many complaints. And this is not a complaint. I appreciate what you do. But where's my package? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not a complaint. It's a question. Yes. This, this, this aging, it's the first time I've been able to give something to you that's old. Yeah. Which is... And it's only a year old, which is 365 days. It seemed like 10 years. Yeah. They just kept calling to me like the last donut in the box. And you know what I'm talking about. I do. Well, and here's the problem, right? As you said, some things go past their prime. Yes. But I've got uh, the Camacho Corojos, the original release. Which is great. And they're past their prime. But then you think, oh, but I only got a few left. Do I want? And you, you tend to keep them longer than you should. But listen, you came in one day. I think it was for the Ashles. Yeah, Christian was here too. And uh, isn't it so awesome to hand somebody <laughs> right. that, that made the cigar yep. and then say, here, and it's like, holy mackerel, oh, my yeah. God. And you're talking about a cigar that was maybe a six dollar cigar at the time. Maybe or not. I had the small ones. Yeah, so I bet they were cheaper than that yeah. at the time. But look, you, not, you you went from having an average box of cigars to a piece of gold <laughs> right. at that point, and and sharing it is a is a big part. That's of, the whole thing. Yeah, it's awesome. That's the whole thing. It's awesome. So let's talk about past its peak or over aging a cigar. A classic car is twenty years old. An antique is forty five years old. A classic aged cigar is three years old, and older than that, or an antique cigar, is 10 years or older, okay? So you have an antique cigar, which is your Camacho Corojo that you had. That was an antique. But if it's just three years old, you've you've turned that into a classic Hmm. now at that point. Um, If it is a collector's item is one thing. So having a cigar, say, from Winston Churchill, 
or right. the pre, day your daughter was born, sure. which I or saved cigars for. The pre-embargo Cubans. Yeah. They're, they're not good at this No, point. no. They're collectible. Um, your wedding cigar, maybe, you put aside. Uh, something, um, believe me, the flavor of that cigar has dissipated off. And you can still enjoy it for what it is, but not for the flavor of what it was. Right. You're smoking a memory at that point. Yeah. Like those ones we smoked, what were those? Uh Weren't they done for the Olympics in New York? Yeah, or, I yeah. mean, there was nothing left no, for that. No, it was in that was in the eighties, right? Yeah. Um, so don't let them become antiques, but let them become classic cigars. At that point, uh, I don't know if I can do three years. You've never done it. I have cigars that are three years old, but they're collectibles. But they mean something to me. You've gone three years without eating, right? Uh, sometimes feels that way. <laughs> um. So let's take a well um a well-aged 2-year-old cigar that's rated 92. Well, let's go to the matchup of the week. That's what I want to do here. The matchup of the week is brought to you by VS, but it means it it stands for Victor Sinclair cigars. Um take a well-aged 2-year-old cigar that you rated a 92, Barry, especially you, you rate these things. A well-aged 2-year cigar that you rated 92 versus a fresh cigar that you received a 94 yesterday. Those two are there. They're both $10 a piece. You're going to buy one. You rated something 92 two years ago. And it's and been there, laid down this whole time here it is. But, in the box. But this is going to be unanimous. You, you take the 92 every time. Over 94 because yeah. you think it improved by two points. Yeah, and even if you don't think it did, uh, just for curiosity, you want to see uh, what what's the difference. What do you say, Barry? Yeah, I'll take the 92 to see how it changed when I light it up. Because if this was a 92, it is a 94 now. Oh, without question. Yeah. If yeah. not a 95. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely take the 92. Yeah, that's... All right. I, I didn't know if you guys were going to go any different than that on it, but... Uh, I would set the 94s animals. away and light them up in two years and see if they became no, a 96 wouldn't. or a 98. Well, I'd give him to Jonathan to hold on to him because right. he has the patience to do this. <laughs> do, do you have any cigars over two weeks old? Yes, I do. I have uh, I have some kilos at home that are yeah, four years old. Because you bought them from somebody. I bought them from somebody. And you overpaid. Uh, I traded. Okay. And how many have you smoked so far? I smoked one, and then I'm only going to smoke them on my anniversary moving forward. All right. And how many left? Uh, 19. All right. Then we're all hopeful that you get I would like to, uh, anyone want to lay some action down that <laughs> they don't make it the year? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say 19. You'll never make that. No, no. All right. So here's some tips. Buy a box of cigars. Write the date you purchased them on the bottom of the box or in Jonathan's case on the bo bottom of the cellophane if you want to keep it in the, in the cellophane of it. People say, should I remove the cigars from the cellophane in the box? I say, don't do a thing. Nothing. Don't do it. Uh, but put the date on there. You think you're going to remember what it is. You're going to screw it up, and you're going to say, was that last year? Was it this year? Was that September or October? Um, keep it properly humidified. And when you're properly humidifying a cigar, the water has to be pure. The only thing you are adding is water. Go to the store and buy a gallon of distilled water. Don't be a cheapo on this one. 
because all you're doing is adding water. So distilled water as clean as possible. Keep your humidifier right. Pay attention to it. You don't want it to have highs and lows and go through the stress that it's going to go through. If it's kept in perfect condition and stuff, you got some magic happening in your humidor. Uh, you got a humidor that doesn't hold boxes of cigars? Get one. Buy one. My big mistake was I always had tabletop humidors mm-hmm. for the longest time. Then I got a cabinet. Why didn't I do that in the first place to begin with? Make the, if, you, if you are going to be a cigar aficionado, if you're going to be into this hobby of what this is, what a difference that ends up happening. You, you're, you're getting a much better cigar, actually probably for a lower price because in a couple of years, the price has gone up on the product. You bought it at the low price and you've improved the product you have in the first place. So Agent Cigars, is, there's really something to it. You don't hear a lot of people mention it. If you go on to Cigar Aficionado, every uh, issue that they have, they usually have a Connoisseur's Corner. Collection. Yeah, Connoisseur's Corner. Yep. And then they end up saying that we rated this a 95 before and here it is now so many years later and now it's a 99 of what happened. The problem is you can't get that cigar anymore, and it's got those years on it and stuff. I, I don't ever remember seeing one on the Connoisseur's Corner that showed, okay, we rated a 95, now it's an 89. Right. Never. It doesn't, Never. It doesn't happen. Uh, yes, you can go past peak. There's and, no doubt about and it. The, and the rating system, don't go by don't go by Barry's rating, certainly. Mm-hmm. He's too high. Your uh, rating system. Don't go, yeah. You, a cigar you like. That's what you want to be aging. Yeah. And, and as I say, go to, uh, uh, the, for, for length of time, um, the fuller body, the longer, just a, a base on it, the fuller body, the longer period of time, the, the lighter, the shorter period of time, a year is going to make a difference on any single one. Yeah. You know, you start getting over three years on light cigars, I think you, you've, you've done boat. it. Yep. Yeah. That's enough. Um, on fuller body cigars, 10 years is, is too far. Don't go that far either take it from uh my mistakes that i've put down very expensive boxes of guys and uh i go back to it over 10 years later and i'm like i should have went to this because i don't even crack the box you know i don't you even don't. crack the box once it cracks I, that's it. over see i end up going to it see i thought it would be rude at the time but uh yeah the partagas we smoked yeah they were passed Pass. they were no doubt about it Sean Stevens wants to know, instead of writing the uh, date on the box, if you've considered tying a ribbon around it. Ah. Sean. Well done. What color was that ribbon? Yellow. Yellow. (laughs) You have to go back to way back to episodes. You have to be a fan of the Cigar Authority (laughs) to understand that inside joke. But some of you regulars are understanding that. Uh, I know you are. Final thoughts here. Aging the cigar. New versus old. Well, First, I want to say thank you, Mr. Johnson, yes. because oh, I, I can't wait a year. I just smoke what I buy. <laughs> nah, yeah, the, the aged is just exponentially better than the, the, the right off the yeah. truck version. Yeah, I, I'd say it's going to gain. If you're measuring with points, it's you're getting a couple of points extra oh, in easy, one year. Easy. Yeah, couple Three of, anyway. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, what's happening in the cigar industry? Lots. And uh, we thought about uh, doing another new cigar, uh, but the new cigar all of a sudden became not available. 
of all this craziness that's going on. So we'll go into the classic. We're talking a classic Avo cigar. We'll talk about that when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's Com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list 
on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habato uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there. This is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority. And I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. We're back with our number two with the cigar we expected to launch today. Today uh, was on our calendar of launching the Alvo Maduro, but the year 2020 came along and ruined it. So uh, we're going to go to the classic blend. I figured we'd smoke Avo anyway. So welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And uh, we have the Avo, uh, what was supposed to be Maduro. Uh, we have the Connecticut. Uh, what I will say, looking at this Connecticut right off the bat, is, wow, that's an awful dark Connecticut. It is technically called a sun-grown Connecticut. Really? According to Davidoff, the maker of the cigar. They call it an Ecuador sun-grown Connecticut. And this is the classic. Yes. So it is not, because this is not the way the cigar used to be. Correct. Okay. And does that even make sense, an Ecuador sun-grown Connecticut? Well, I mean, they're not shade-growing anyway in anyway, Ecuador. Right. So it is the Ecuador. Um, they switched many, many years ago from Connecticut to Ecuador anyway. Mm-hmm. But now they're actually hand-selecting, for whatever reason, darker, darker wrappers. Um Mistake? Is it, is it the right thing? I don't know. Um, but this is what they're doing. Uh, I can see it. So let's give it a cut and light. Well, just the, today's second okay. cigar is the Avo Classic. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Davidoff. 
It is a 5x50 Robusto featuring that Ecuadorian sun-grown Connecticut wrapper with Dominican binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $9.99, while a box of 20 is $175.99, which is a savings of almost $24 or 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Okay, the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars that will be here next week. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And I want to remind you that here at Studio 21, we will be open to the public starting next week. And uh, mm-hmm. everybody's welcome to come. Um, social distancing, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, <laughs> has to be uh, added wording to that. But um, we are going to have the Perdomos up here, and they're going to visit on Thursday our Nashua store, on Friday our Seabrook store, and on Saturday the Salem store. And we actually have a sold-out event at night uh, after that, the Father and Son Cigar Dinner we've been doing for years. And uh, because of... Um, the restaurant issues and things like mm. that. It turns out restaurants can start opening on Monday, but we didn't know. We had to mm. we had to figure out something, so we're actually doing it here <coughs> on the second floor uh, of Two Guys, where the um, Studio Twenty One is. We remodeled the whole uh, top part of it, and uh, plenty of room. Yep. Not only plenty of room for the event we're going to do, we're going to test it out. We're going to try it out because we may start incorporating monthly cigar dinners. And things nice. in here from here. So we're going to look at it and see how it plays out. But am I right? The cigar is pretty dark for uh, oh yeah, what you imagine the Avo Classic yes. to be. I would never look at this and say, that's a Connecticut. Very um, umami on the cold yes. draw. It's that classic Davidoff-esque cold draw profile. Yeah. Barnyard, uh, hay. Um, Mushroom. Mushrooms. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that bad? No, it was smart on. <laughs> yeah. It was so good, I had to laugh. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Cyclone. The Vertigo Cyclone features a flip top or double action. Press the button down. Three jets come alive, pa- fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You got easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of $12.99. Buy a couple of them, you get a little discount there. The Vertigo Cyclone. Don't be afraid to buy two. You'll be happy. It's always good to have a spare in the car. Two for 20. You'll be thanking us in the finish line. I promise you. Everybody carries this. Mm-hmm. Go to your brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Everybody carries it. If they don't, say, why the hell don't you have Vertigo? you got to be kidding me. Because we want to sell $100 lighters. This is a $100 lighter. It just happens to be twelve ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it tastes like it. Tastes, uh, you know, looking at it, that it's dark. Mm-hmm. Is it is it not going to be the classic avo that I know oh so very well? It is. Is it portobello mushrooms? Do you think? I think that's a fair assessment, Ed mm-hmm. Sullivan. Yeah, maybe lightly certainly grilled. Certainly not. Certainly not porcini. No, but maybe cook it on the grill. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing there for a while. People were it eating a that. mushroom sandwich. Really, yeah. They'd just get a giant. They, mushroom. Were, they were eating it as their protein. You know that was the steak. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. Yeah, it's good. 
Took me 40 years to try mushrooms. And what do you think? Now I love them. Hmm. Yeah. I'm like, it's a fungus. Still tripping balls? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Mushrooms. What? Psilocybin. Magic mushrooms. Oh, magic. Magic. Uh, So a brief history on Avo the man. Avo Uvasian, better known as Avo. Uh, His name was Avidus Uvasian. Did you know Mm. that? Did not. A-V-E-D-I-S. We actually um, learned something on this show. There we go. It happens every once in a while, folks. I won't bother you with details your, all the time. There's your nugget of the month. <laughs> there we go. Um, yep, his name was Avidus, uh, better known as Avo. Born March 22nd, 1926 in Lebanon uh, to a family of musicians. We talk about musicians mm-hmm. are big into the cigar industry. The whole family was. His mother was a singer. His father was a composer and conductor for the symphony orchestra. Avo was a jazz pianist and a composer. Most notably for Strangers in the Night. Strangers in the Night. That's Jonathan's theme song for when he goes down to the glory hall. It is. <laughs> Sung by Frank Sinatra. Where is that place? What? <laughs> Jonathan can tell you. The melody was for the song Broken Guitar. That's the mm. song he wrote, Broken Guitar, but it later was made into Strangers Broken in the Night. Broken Guitar. Right. Yeah, it works. Okay. In the Night. <laughs> Um, Avo came to America in 1947, became a citizen, was drafted in the Korean War. After discharge, Avo moved to Puerto Rico, where he played the piano at a resort there. In 1983, Avo's daughter Karen was born. Uh, Avo had a Cuban cigar after the meal at the christening and wasn't happy with it or the price. Hmm. So his friend mentioned that they should make their own cigars. So Avo did. He traveled to the Dominican Republic where he searched for a production, a production facility. There he met Hendrik Kellner, and after smoking a few samples, Avo offered Kellner 25% more for the cigar he offered him. I'll pay you that. That's some old school shit right there. Where it is. <laughs> seeing it seeing is. the value and saying, okay, listen, I know you got to feed your family. I want, I want you to make my cigars first is really what he's saying. Yeah. These are priority for you. I'm going to pay you a little yeah, extra. Yeah, so let's go way back to those days. Say he said, I'll give you a dollar for that cigar. <laughs> I want a dollar for that cigar. And Avo said, I'll take the cigar, but I'm paying a dollar twenty-five, Bub. So Avo uh, thought that paying Kellner more would ensure that Avo would get the best tobaccos, which I'm sure it did. Uh, in the first year, he sold about 100,000 cigars. He bought them, and every one of them was sold. So he sold them off, off of his piano. He'd be playing yep. the piano and yeah, so system. By the third year, Avo sold seven hundred and fifty thousand cigars, hmm. and the Avo brand was built. And this was no fluke. In nineteen ninety five, Davidoff paid Avo an estimate ten million dollars. Nineteen ninety five. So he got his twenty five percent back. He got it back in spades. <laughs> yeah. A year later, more than two million Avo cigars were sold because of the distribution that, that Davidoff had. And Avo stayed on to the, as the ambassador of the cigars, of the cigar brand. Two days after his 94th birthday, Avo passed away from old age, and he was still employed. Mm. Uh, Avo appeared on the Cigar Authority for his 90th birthday via the internet. Um, we planned on having him live with us, but an auto accident, if you remember, mm-hmm. uh, caused that he had to go to the hospital, and then he got out, and... Um, we ended up doing it virtual through yeah. Skype or whatever we used in those. Uh, it was only a couple of years ago. Um, 
later that year, I met him face to face and wished him a happy birthday at the trade show. And he died nine months later. That was the end of Avo. So today we smoked a classic blend from the same factory. Avo today would be 94 years old. Um, we did many birthday celebrations with him. That was a thing going around since, mm. my God, probably 75. If I remember, maybe the yep. 75th anniversary, we did his birthday party. And every year after that, that he would come up in person and do an event with us. And, you know, I'd get offered the opportunity to do it, and I'd jump on it every single time. And we, we did everything from bringing grand pianos into the store yeah. to having big, elaborate uh, uh get-togethers with hundreds of people, and uh, he, he was always up for it. He always spent so much time with every person that came in and took pictures with them and talked to them, and how many cigars I had with him sitting in my office, and he'd pull a different cigar out. What do you think of this? I'm working on this blend. We're talking to an 85-year-old guy, 90-year-old guy, and still into it. Yeah. You know, what a, what a great man. Loved him, and, um, you know, Glad to see that the cigar's still there and the cigar hey, still has. Dave, we got a situation in the chat. Yeah, I think they're becoming Mr. Jonathan over in the chat. Uh, first, Andy Sanchez says it's actually morel mushrooms Morel-ell. that you're tasting. <laughs> but then it gets a little bit out there, even for Jonathan. It reminds me of creamy noodles and beef with a little sour cream mixed in. And then I, they're going beef I stroganoff. Get, I can get down with that. Beef it's stroganoff. It's stroganoffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's not a big fan of uh, cream-based sauces. No? No. What about a nice fettuccine Chini Alfredo? Alfredo? Yeah, I'll take a fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I knew you would. There's an exception to every rule. Don't yeah. you like that one made in the big cheese? Yes. Yeah, that's oh something. Well, that's not Alfredo. That's no. a mac and cheese. <laughs> Yeah, it's fifty bucks, but it's worth it. All right, let's get to it. I know you're going to bring it up, so let's get to what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for what's, what's up? up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And Kaizid Hizosha has stepped down from chairman uh, of Gurkha Cigars following a controversial Facebook post that resulted in retailers and consumers around the country banning his cigars. Jim Colucci will now take over, though it appears Kaizad will still hold on to ownership. The World Trade Organization upheld the Australian plain packaging laws after all major cigar-producing nations filed a complaint over the new requirements. Nearly all the Florida Republicans who serve in the House of Representatives have signed a letter sent to President Trump. In there is hope that the cigar relations will be, regulations will be looked under the Executive Order 13924, which calls on agencies to re-examine regulations in hopes of boosting the economy ravaged by COVID-19. Colorado legislators this week proposed... I, hang on, yes. hang on. I, I got to hand it to them because that's some stick to right there. They're not giving up, so we can't give up. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Colorado legislators this week proposed raising the tobacco tax in the state from 40% to 62%. <laughs> 
And in case you were curious, marijuana is taxed at 15%. Rocky Patel, Oliva, Crownheads, and Alec Bradley are taking it on the road. Those four companies will host mini trade shows in 15 cities, and the event is only open to retailers. Be and, interesting. And lastly, our friends at Romacraft Cigars are celebrating the 10th anniversary in style with Weasel Fest at their headquarters in, Aust- in Austin, Texas. This September, featuring music, beer, and cigars. And that's what's up. And that's I, the anniversary. Right. Yeah. I would go, except it'll be full of weasels. Yeah. That's yeah. what they, that's, it's a weasel fest. I mean, I would go, except I don't like people. Yeah. Yeah. It's people. Uh, the after show, we're going to talk about what? Um, the, a little from last week's after show, we talked about um, cigars that are smoked we, break, we really go, de- we're going to dive deep into Stats. what happens in the summertime versus in the wintertime for cigar smokers. Actual real numbers. So not based on imports, not based on manufacturers selling deal. We're talking about what's coming out of the cigar shop, what people are consuming mm-hmm. in the summer versus winter. You're going to be surprised mm-hmm. at some of the stats that are there. We'll talk dig deep on it. That's mm-hmm. Wednesday, our podcast uh, this is a podcast, too, if you're listening to us, but we're also available on YouTube and Facebook Live if you wanted to watch this for whatever reason you want to watch it. Mm-hmm. There's no need to. You can but, see my gossamer shirt. Yeah. You're wearing the yellow shirt, the, the orange. Uh, orange shirt again. Was I wearing it last week? No. He had purple. No, he had purple. Yeah. purple. We were all grimacing. Yeah, a lot of people were grimacing <laughs> over the purple. There it is. Um, but... This Wednesday show is a podcast only, so if you're one of the guys that just watch us on YouTube or watch us on Facebook, mm-hmm. you're not going to find mm-hmm. the Wednesday show. you got to go to a podcast thing. and Podcast yeah, Catcher, as it's catcher. called. Sure, it's but just- if you happen to be at home, you can get the podcast on your browser as well. Either go to Podbean's site, or you can run iTunes on your desktop machine. Yeah, all right. Or... In the new version of Mac OS, there is a podcast app. Ah. Yeah. It's, you know, the little purple? It's on the desktop now. I like that. Oh, really? Yes, sir. It, I've used it. All right. It's not on mine, right? You don't have a Mac. Ah. Uh, yeah, you're not getting it. I'm not going to get that. No. and In fact, they got rid of iTunes on the Mac, although it still exists on the PC for now. For now. For now. Speaking of for now, we still have some tickets available for Two Guys Smoke Shop's 35th anniversary party. Something that's usually sold out in a matter of hours is still available. Um, And this was all due to the COVID-19 thing that people were nervous and all that stuff. Um, We're talking about 20-ish tickets that are left of the 400 that we're selling this year. Um, I guarantee you this will be the last time you end up hearing it because Nick Perdomo is up and he will sell, hand sell every single one of those <laughs> tickets himself when he's up here because it'll be the next time you'll get to see Nick um, after this weekend. Um, we're giving away for our 35th anniversary $35,000. Somebody's walking out with $35,000. So how do you uh, do it? How do you get in on this? You pay $225 for a ticket to the anniversary dinner. It's a, it's a sit-down dinner where you're going to enjoy uh, a full Italian meal, including antipasto salad, chicken parmesan, veal marcella, ziti's coffee dessert. There's entertainment with music and comedian uh, Joey Yannetti is going to be there. Um, there's hors d'oeuvres, and there's um, 17 cigars when you walk in the door. 
You get your money back when you walk mm-hmm. in the door. Here's your 17 cigars. Now let's have dinner, and let's see who ends up winning 35000 17 great cigars. Great cigars, because the manufacturers try to outdo themselves. <laughs> yep. And, and each uh, other. Yeah, and it's the who's who of the cigar industry that shows up. So $225 a ticket. The way to get it. If you're listening and say, I want to do it, Barry, is you can't go online to do it. No, you could call up any of the two guys' stores. You could call up Mail Order at one 224 Easily remembered as 2Cigar2. Um, you can call and place your orders that and, way. Yeah. Barry, will you ship those to them? Uh, a lot of people choose to hold the, have us hold on to their tickets at Will Call, okay. uh, but we will send the tickets if you so wish. So uh, if you ever thought of doing it, it's now or never. Usually, you know, I promise you next year will be boom. It's, they're gone in, uh, in a couple hours like it normally was. Uh, we actually did a promotion this week and sold hundreds of boxes of cigars in a matter of a couple hours, too. So <laughs> this is how it is. I mean, uh, so, so don't wait. There, there's your shot there. Um, okay. Uh, early thoughts here on Avo. Avo Classic, there's a reason why the cigar has been around as long as it has been, continues to be a seller all across the country. Classic is the right word for it. It it is a classic taste. It's something very familiar. It's something that you can go to often and always. The only reason why you'd you'd win on a blind taste test to me is I'd look at it, and it doesn't look like Avo Classic looked. (laughs) It's it's so much darker than it was. Uh, short of that, it tastes exactly like it. So I don't want you to look at the wrapper and say, oh, no, it's stronger now. They made it whatever it is. It tastes exactly what it tasted like. It just doesn't look that way. And they're calling it sun-grown. Um, Connecticut. Ecuador. Ecuador, sun-grown Connecticut. Okay. Yes. And, you know, they may have gone with a little bit of a darker wrapper for a little bit because, you know, the fillers that changed a little bit over the years and they had to compensate. Maybe that's Maybe. part of the reason. Yeah. But, but not the it, same way you're competing. But, right. But that it's did, the classic Avo Davidoff yeah, flavor profile. This is somebody all these years, and I can go back to, I'm sure, one of the first cigars I ever smoked, going back to this cigar and saying, this is what it tastes like. And here, all these years later, it's still exactly what it tastes like. So hats off to Hanky Kellner and the blenders over at, at Davidoff for maintaining a cigar because over the years some of these things dramatically change. This has not changed. This is what this is a classic Avo cigar. It's consistent to the flavor profile of when it first came out. Yeah. That was my biggest fear about Aladino Corojo Reserve and why I did jump on starting to age these things is my fear is what if they what if they can't produce enough? What if what, they, what if well, it changes? Well they can't and understand that on the Avo uh, the uh, Aladino Aladino Reserve it's not like the rest of the Aladino line that's available all the time. And we've been very lucky. Uh, they've, they've been very good to us that we, we receive it on a regular basis, but they only produce so many per month. We, and we do run out of them. Yeah. We do run out of them. <coughs> yeah, we just got a, another shipment in on Friday. Mm. Okay. Very different cigar. Very different. <laughs> and by the way, and by the way, the Aladino Cameroon is back in stock. I know a few people are asking about it, so that's back on twoguyscigars.com and all three two guys locations. And do you want to talk about maybe you're gonna do a little I, I would go to Honduran if you allowed me to take a vacation in like February or something to go down there, I would do it. Yeah. yeah. And mess around with yeah. making a blend. Yeah. I like Gusto a lot, so it would be a good time. Yeah. 
All right. What are they? How they say in uh, Honduras is safe and anything? Uh, I, I don't think he would invite me down if it wasn't safe. Yeah, because you're not going to blend in. By the way, you've no, I'll been. stand out. Yeah, you, yeah. You're going to get off the plane and they're going to. You're going to be signing water. autographs yeah. with that purple shirt. <laughs> Barney. <laughs> People are going to take pictures of you. Dude, yeah, I'll hey. be. Uh, I'll be El uh, Gringo Grande. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Barry, right. do you think he'll make you work the fields at all? I did that once with La Aurora when they made me work in the. <laughs> Fields and harvest tobacco. Never again. Yeah, not good. No. Not good. They, they earn Busto, I think you should make him work in the fields. He should dig at least one ditch for you. All right, let's take a last break. And um, we come back, the offer of the day and some interesting letters in the mailbag again. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. 
The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're smoking the Avo Classic. How good is Ed Sullivan to you? Stalling because you were delayed. <laughs> I did stall. Dave had to go on a pee break, so I you did. played that extra drop, so he had the time to put his headset on. Look at that. He didn't open your mic yet. Let you do your thing. All right. That's what That's a think. good producer right He's there. He's a professional. So uh, last time I'm going to mention it is the Perdomo Firecrackers go on sale next Saturday at 10 a.m. That's a public service announcement for people because they're going to be looking for them on Wednesday and they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. Right. We have the Perdomos here. Right. Why wouldn't you buy a box of Perdomo Firecrackers from Nick Perdomo himself? Yeah, he's going to be here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They go on sale. They may go on sale while Perdomo's here and you walk in the store. But they go on sale online on Saturday at 10 o'clock. The show starts at 12 o'clock. By the time we get on the show, we're going to be giving you the countdown of how many that are left, maybe, or say, guess what, they're all gone. Right. Now, I'm thinking when uh, Nick is in the shop on Thursday, I'm going to ask him to sign 20 random boxes. So when you order them, you might be one of 20 oh, people to get a signed box. That's nice. Just thinking out loud. There we go. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Both Perdomos, Nick and Nicholas. Yeah, I'll have Nicholas sign 20 and Nick sign 20, so it'll be a 1 in 40 chance of you getting a signed box. Oh, of which one you're going to get, yes. too. And huh? you know what else would be good? What? Include a drumstick, like from Kentucky Fried Chicken with some of them, because it's a drumstick. That's a drumstick, uh, too. What the? I prefer Popeyes. Have you taken leave of your senses over there at Sullivan? <laughs> a little bit. Did you hit your head? <laughs> It's the mushrooms. You can't <laughs> ship chicken. It's the mushrooms in the cigar. Then we like, could give a wooden drumstick. Just 
Oh, they right. play the drums, so yeah. we could do that. That's what I thought he was going with. And no, then he no, flipped he the script on me. Chicken's yeah. good. Yeah, chicken. Hey, what was that chicken thing earlier in the show? Chickagunya. Maybe you could put one of those in there. There's a a fly in there. And it's not even spelled anything close to that. I had to use Google pronunciation to learn how to say the word. Wow, look at you doing research. Yeah, it wasn't even close to being spelt that way, but that's what Google said was the pronunciation. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And before I read this email, I get emails from people during the week, and I try to respond to them because I don't know when I'm going to get the emails read on the show, if I'm ever going to get them. And uh, Pete was nice enough to send me back and say, if I'm ever bothering you, just tell me to stop and I'll stop. And I'm going to say it on the air here. Pete, you never bother me. You're a good man. It's not what he said off the air. Yeah. He said stop. I never, (laughs) never. Keep them coming. Uh, I was happy to see the topic of today's show. I figured I'd ask beforehand instead of after, just in case you think it's relevant to the show. Assuming your local brick and mortar knows what they're doing. Why is it that people insist on letting cigars sit in their personal humidor for a few weeks before smoking when they've been sitting in a controlled environment at the store? Ah. A few weeks ago, I mentioned to my local shop, uh, I mentioned my local shop had some Cro-Magnons that were really aged nicely. How is that possible? Yellow tinted cello and all. So I bought a box of the identical Cro-Magnons that had been sitting next to the others. The only difference being the box was sealed. The ones in my box don't have any yellow tint expected, but it seems like they aren't tasting like the others. Is that all due to the other box being open and exposed to open air? Thanks. Signed, Pete. If they had yellowing, they've yeah. been sitting there longer than the fresh box you got. I would More think. than likely the box. And that's kind of my thought is that most stores don't buy enough cigars to do heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're about three months in on rotation. So a box of cigars comes in now. It's not going to make it in a consumer's hands for at least three months in most cases. Yeah. So you're not going to see the yellowing. But when you get something very popular like that, those are in and out type of things. You know, well, so I, I'm not, not a guy that goes around to other people's stores shopping. If I mm. end up in somebody else's store, of course I shop when I go in there. But to go around and look... If I ever did, boy, I'd be in trouble because I would buy all that stuff. Right. <laughs> Old cigars that are sitting on their shelf, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to buy this. I got to yeah. buy it. I hear it from reps that bring me a cigar or something. Right. I they, found these. Yeah, that they don't even carry. It's not their brand or mm-hmm. anything. And said, you know, I saw this. Do you remember this brand? I go, oh, my God. <laughs> and he says, they were sitting on the shelf of there. There was like <laughs> 10 cigars left. I go, hey, what do you want for these 10 cigars? And I, I bought them, and I said, I would be in – I'd be buying out every store I, I walk I walk into. Now the other thing is, as far as why why would you lay down cigars to rest for a little while after picking them up? Is a lot of cigar stores buy when they need. Again, they're not going into heavy rotation. You're so right. that cigar box probably was on a UPS truck yesterday, and it's gone through a shock. Yeah, of a, temperature. It's, it's, so it's in the sixth stage right now. You got to you got to lay it down and let it go for at least three months and, and let it come and, back to temperature. And, and not to brag, but Customers have said to me, I, brand, I buy Brand X at this place. I brand, buy Brand X online, and I buy Brand X from you. Why does yours taste better? They're all Brand X. It's a, exactly the same cigar. Why is it? And we do go through that rotation. You know, the accountants say, you have way too much inventory of it. And I say, shut up because you're wrong, because this product needs to go through And this. thank God we do, because yeah. through, through COVID-19, we really 
other than a, a handful of sizes on mm. some new hot products like the the Cameroon from Aladino, we're really not out of anything. Right. You might not get the Robusto. You might have to go to Toro or vice versa, but we've got everything. Yeah. Although, Jonathan, when you redid the humidor downstairs, you found some treasures. We did. We did. There were some <laughs> things, things that, that had, had fallen, fallen behind in. or something. And, you know, I, I remember hearing that from J.R. back in the day when Lou Rothman owned the and company. And you were probably thinking at that time, how could you misplace even a single box? Right. <laughs> that I, He'd say, oh, I found these in the thing. i go, oh, what a story. This is a bunch <laughs> of bullshit. And then as time goes on and I build an inventory up and stuff, oh, my God, Dave, I found five boxes of such and such. Really? How right. is that possible? Well, there's two million cigars well, here. And I think sometimes on special release stuff, you'll tell Ed, well, put a few of those aside for, and then you forget you yeah, even told him that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much so that I'd say, don't even put them in inventory. These right. things I want to use, because if they go in inventory, somebody that yep. buys online, all, all of a sudden it shows up. And I'd say, if you put it on there, it's going to get sold and then it's not going to be there. I want, you know, perfect example of. Something that I put aside, uh, a firecracker we're going to have in the care package this month. Right. Put it aside. Don't put it in inventory. <laughs> and time goes by, and it's like, hey, what do you want to do with these? Oh, my God. I wanted <laughs> to do that last year. Right. I wanted to do it last year. I totally forgot about it. We're talking about a 1,000 cigars. I totally forgot about. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's do it. And that, and that's why we said let's put it into into the... Yeah, see, we're on different levels. Sometimes I forget about a cigar that's yeah. in my humidor, but not a thousand. And I thought it was crazy, and now I'm living <laughs> it. I'm living that life too. So it's pretty interesting. You bought that life, kid. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. The Don Raphael brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Wait, am I on Don Raphael? Yes. I'm on the wrong thing here. Uh oh. Okay. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? Oh, you know why? Because I did uh, one that had to do with the aging of the cigar yes. that wasn't on the mm-hmm. list. So that's what happens here. So I got to pick something here. I'm, I'm unprepared right now. All right. I'm going to go with this. $100 to remove someone's socks with your teeth. Dave picks the person. I'm uh, out. <laughs> and they will be of the opposite sex. Ah. Now Barry's interested. Yeah, yeah. Barry's ma- intrigued. The people at Miami Cigar know who I would pick. You don't get to pick. pick. Dave right. picks. But uh, Dean, Dave picks opposite sex. Yeah, sure, I'm in. You would do it. And I knew. It. Barry that's is. What, see, now I, if this was a bet that I could do in Vegas, yeah. I would say... You guys are going to say no, and Barry's going to say yes. Barry's very in defeat. How much money are you offering? 100. I'd do it. Doesn't matter who it is. No. Is now, it, for my, Jonathan, my main concern was sex? you were going to pick Barry, but he's not the same gender as I am. So He is the same gender as I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, jury's out there. Was that a Floydian slip, or what happened there? Having titties doesn't make him a girl. Hey, leave my titties alone. Huh. Yeah, I mean, Ed? no, Ed's not doing anything. <laughs> no, he's not doing anything. Um, I could make it really difficult for you. Whatever, bring it on. Yeah. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Alex writes Dear friends, 
I include all of you in my greeting because with so many things have changed in the past few months, you four have remained a constant. Thanks for continuing on sacrificing your Saturdays. I'm sure all of you, except for Dave. We heroes. Uh, we're doing this. Would we, rather we be in other places. heroes. <laughs> and would prefer to be smoking elsewhere. You guys are tackling aging. I need you to point me in the right direction. All right. I live in Mexico, about three hours away from Cancun in a town called Merida. I bet you 10 bucks Dave would have butchered the pronunciation of that name. How do you spell it? M-E-R-I-D-A. Merida. Yeah, look <laughs> at you. That. You owe me 10 bucks, Alex. Uh, from May to October, it's not rare to have your weather app tell you it's 96 degrees, but it feels like 104 with 90% humidity. Wait a second. That's Jonathan reading Merida. Maybe he pronounced it wrong. He pronounced it wrong, and I pronounced it exactly the way he did. Yeah. Go ahead. Would it, <laughs> is it okay for me to continue? Yes. <laughs> Miami summers are tame in comparison. Currently, I keep my cigars in the only room in the house where Jonathan feels most comfortable. What would that be? The closet. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't run air conditioning all day, and I'm lucky if I can keep the temperature between 76 and 78. Uh, I can, however, keep the humidity between 62 and 70. What the? <laughs> I was looking up the pronunciation, and I had to turn to speak the volume on, so the show was running in the background. Uh, and actually, it's pronounced Merida. Merida. That's what I said. Yes. Uh, these worries have led me to strongly consider going for a cigar fridge. I know in the past Mr. J has argued against them, but in a case they, like they don't this... Have, they don't have a cooling feature on it. They, Those no, cigar they, fridges don't. No, cigar fridge do, no. does. They, don't, they do? They don't always yeah. have uh, active humidification. Uh, where, But in a case like this, where you can't get the temperature to 70, would this be the way to go? Could I age cigars this way? Wishing you all the best. And here's what I'm going to say. Cigar fridges are tough. Because as you chill air, you condense the air, and you end up with higher relative humidity. So regardless of what it says in the box, do not season any of the wood trays that are in there because you're going to end up having serious humidity problems being way too high. If you can get that fridge to acclimate inside itself and get the humidity down below 70, and you we, can run electronic humidification inside. Cigar Oasis makes a great product. There's, there's others out there. And the, it'll only turn on when it's called for. And by and large, you're going to never call for humidity because you're going to be chilling that air. So if you're going to do it, and, and I think he's in a situation where he may have to. Very hard. We tried. Three professionals tried, and we couldn't yeah. get it below 80. But I think the, our but, mistake was in trying to humidify the unit to see what it was going to do. Had we just let the unit run without humidification in it, I think we would have been okay. Yeah, I mean, part of it is you can't use any of the products, you know. For passive. Yeah, no, you for can't pass use beads or No, it's got to be active, and yep. you've got to be able to set it very low. Right. And, you and know, I, about, I, I think you could get it dialed in, but it's going to. So I'd like to know what they do for wine in Mexico, because they have to keep wine down temperature, too. So they have to put it in some room that brings the temperature down because the wine is going to spoil well, also. The, refri the cigar refrigerator will bring the temperature down, but as you bring the temperature down, your humidity is going to spike. That's the problem. And, and most of the so-called cigar refrigerators were originally made for wine storage. Right. And they've adapted them. But yeah. they're, they're electrothermal, right? So they don't have a condenser in them, so they're not you know, drying everything out. Right. 
Yeah, that's the problem with that's your regular refrigerator. If you think, oh, if I can get a wine refrigerator, then no. I can use a regular refrigerator, which is a dehumidifier. Yep. That's why your fruit and no, if stuff you could gets put the cigar refrigerator for a couple of days in your regular refrigerator <laughs> with the door open a little bit, you could dry things out in there, and I think you'd be all right. And no, I without cigars in it, of course. I know I've seen a lot of people online that uh, have perfectly figured out how to regulate these but i think you're in for a little bit of fine-tuning there's a learning curve for sure hmm. no as bad as we have the weather up here where it's ever changing mm-hmm. someplace that's hot all the time yeah you've got to do something now no, arizona no, no would be basement a- you can go bring it down the basement or anything like that he's got to go in the closet he keeps <laughs> it in the closet um a place like arizona which is very dry yeah. and hot a cigar refrigerator would be ideal. You still need an electronic humidification in there, I believe, because if you go passive, you're just, you're just running too much of a risk. Yeah. I don't think you can go passive. Temperature is, is big. Worse than bad humidity mm-hmm. is high temperature. Because the insects come out of it. They start, the tobacco beetles end up happening. It's awful. And... Uh, completely destroy everything and here yeah. you are aging a cigar you open it up and you got a bunch of holes in your cigar yeah he he's got to give it a try i think yeah maybe he can let us know how he does with that yeah, yeah. you're gonna for a decent unit you're gonna run four or five hundred bucks i don't know if what happens when it goes into mexico or if, if it's going to be more but that's a that's a fairly decent unit hmm. it's, it's not a huge expense but no, and you know, even for the active humidification, you don't need a very large no, unit. No, tiny. Can, yeah, smaller the better. Yeah, smaller the better. All right, this is your last chance. Sunday is the last day, June fourteenth. That's tomorrow. Is your last chance to nominate a cigar for the uh, Cigar Journal Trophy Awards. It's bestowed against um, two manufacturers. Uh, and people in the cigar industry for excellence and performance. Uh, you, the cigar smoker, can choose who you want to be in the running for that. Uh, you have your say of your personal smoking experience, your best cigar brand by origin, by country of origin, best cigar, best, cig- cigar, um, best value, best accessory, and best lounge. Now you have the opportunity to propose a cigar accessory and loungers of your choice, and they will be your vote will be counted, and um, the nominees ran from June third to June fourteenth, which is tomorrow. So if you're listening live to us, you do it now. Go to cigartrophy.com and fill it out. Voting phase will stop on June fourteenth, and then we'll start again on June twenty second, where you'll see the nominees. Who they chose as the top nominees, and then it'll be the voting from there till July third, and then they usually give the award out at the Dortmund trade show that mm-hmm. isn't happening this year. So we don't have a date yet for when those uh, will be announced. Uh, who ends up winning? But um, who you see in there? We're going to have Perdomo on next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be saying go on there and vote for Perdomo. Mm-hmm. Um, because they got nominated. But put your favorite cigar down there. Let us know uh, who your favorite cigar is by going on there and uh, nominating them anyway. And uh, let's see who uh, who are choices are. I'm going to use that as a segue, if you don't mind. Please. Because George Tappies from Cigar Journal wrote into us through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And he says, greetings, fellas. 
Good show on types of cuts and burn issues, etc. I want to bring up a question regarding burning defects, which you may have not covered last week. What is your opinion on relighting a cigar, how many times, etc., if you have to relight a cigar due to poor, poor burn, not because I may have gotten distracted more than once, that's enough for me to discar- discard the cigar. A relight on a good cigar because I got distracted is okay, but when you have a cigar that you can tell is not and will not burn well, how much of a chance do you give it? How many relights before you throw it away? Keep up the good work, George. Hmm. I've given up on cigars. Oh, yeah. I got to admit it. Mm-hmm. Although I have an endless supply of them, if uh, if I'm somewhere and I got one cigar, I tend to go longer than I should that I normally would have gave up. But this is the and one I have on. That, that's changed for me over time. You know, I'm at the point now where, yeah, if I'm not enjoying it, I'll abandon it right away. You know, in the old days, I used to struggle with it and get angry, and now yeah. it's just uh, put it down. There's more. For me, it depends on my environment. If it's a humid day, no matter what I light up, I'm going to have issues keeping it lit. Yeah. So if it's humid, I'll, I'll suck it up and I'll deal with it longer. You do a lot more outdoor smoking yeah. than, than probably we do. I mean, mm-hmm. thankfully, it never really gets humid up here in New Hampshire, but down in Miami, it was a constant struggle. Yeah. I, I usually, I'll, give it, I'll give it two, maybe three goes, and if I'm on the third relight that the cigar just will not burn and just is going out, I put it down. When I start verbally saying the cigar is not acting good. Mm-hmm. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> I, I got one more light on no, this thing you, to go, if and then the next time it's done. If you're just sitting by yourself, it's still verbal, though? You'll say Oh, he talks loud? to himself all, all day, day right every day. Right does he answer himself? He does. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm uh, just looking for an intelligent conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's just a phone call away. Do you, you like uh, one of your personalities better than the other? No, they're all, they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, usually, but if I am with somebody and verbally I come out and say, wow, man, this freaking cigar keeps going out on me, or the cigar, whatever, and then I hit it again, and then the next time it does it, I've, only, I've basically set myself up for saying, this is the last chance. Mm-hmm. And then the cigar goes down. and it's You don't like, talk to the cigar. This is your last chance. He only talks to himself. It hears me. It, 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 <laughs> it hears knows. Me. David Garofalo, but, but cigar let, whisperer. I'll tell you, cigars are damn good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and even samples that people send me and things mm. like that and say, here, I'm hoping you carry our cigar and stuff. It used to be so easy to ch- push something away yeah. because it, it burned terrible and stuff. These... Uh, Cigar makers got it going on because even I'm not going to name names. A couple of crappy things came my way this week. Nothing wrong with them. Mm. Nothing wrong with them. But you got to pick the best of the best of that price range of that thing. And, you know, we just don't have an endless place to go. All right. Uh, I think Barry is our champion. I think he yes. is. In the classic three-way. Mm-hmm. After all this time of, of Ed Sullivan doing it. So uh, Barry is our champion. I only have three questions and no tiebreaker. So this is uh, good for Barry. And uh, it's the time for the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. 
The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness, and the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. Today is June 13th. Barry. Okay. The film Grease opening opens starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John based on the musical. Did you, did you hear? Did you see it this week? I think uh, this week they had uh, on TV. They were playing Grease, and they had the words to the songs, and it was a sing-along Grease thing. Oh, it was nice. probably interesting. My wife singing up and down. And, did you in sing? The house. Or no? no, no, I was disgusted by it. <laughs> Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Barry says, "I'm going with 82. 82. 76. 76. Trombones takes a point. It's seventy-eight. Barry was one over. Oof. But uh, Tough Mr. Break, Mr. Barry. Jonathan takes the point in the lead, and we only have two questions left. Ed Sullivan, man, the United States House of Representatives passes the Fourteenth Amendment, civil rights, today. What year? Nineteen sixty-nine. It's not fair. He was in high school. Fourteenth Amendment to the Constitution, civil rights. He's nineteen sixty-nine. Fifty-five. Nineteen fifty-five. Sixty-two. Wow, you guys are out of your friggin' mind. 1866. What? The 14th Amendment for Civil Rights? 1969? Civil Rights, that was all happening in the 60s. He makes a good point, that's what I thought was happening. (laughs) 1866. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. I I don't know. Never heard of him. It just didn't seem like a lot of civil rights to me back then. What did they actually give? They weren't slaves anymore. Right. But that's not a big concession in the scheme of things. Also a good point. Moving on. All right. Everybody's over. No points. May God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Uh, One point for Mr. Jonathan. No points for you two guys. Don't let it happen. I don't know. Don't let it happen. Mr. Jonathan goes up first. The The United States Post Office says children cannot be sent by parcel post. (laughs) <laughs> After various instances, including Mr. and Mrs. Jesse Bogue from Ohio posted their son for the cost of a 15-cent stamp through his parents didn't insure him for $50. <laughs> In the most famous case, a five-year-old, May Prescoff, was mailed via train to her home in Idaho. The stamps were stuck to her coat. Hmm. This happened what year? U.S. Post I'm Office. ashamed to say that I did this as an asylum way back in the day, and I cannot really? remember. Oh. So well, I'm going to say... 15-cent stamp. When were stamps 15 cents? 1,800, even. 1,800, no, They even. were pennies in the 1,800s. I'm going to go 1951. 1951. See, I don't think people were as crazy back then, so I'm going to go 1970. 1970. It was 1920... So I got some work to do. 1800, 1800 <laughs> takes it. He was 151 years off. No, he's 120 years off. But, but that's close. Nailed it. He's our champion. How disgusting. Well, how's he the champion? He got two points. Did 1800. He? Yeah, you guys got goose eggs. Really? Zero, zero to two. The only person with scoring going on here is me. Oh, 
I must have forgot the first one. I assume Barry was smarter than you. Good yeah. assumption. That is a good asylum that people actually did that. I did it. I did it as a bit. Wow. Yeah. I found that to be odd. <laughs> Peculiar. Right. Okay. One more. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and Sean writes, I sadly am one of those people who do not pick up flavors and flavor changes, even in the most premium cigars. I wish I could. I smoke for the ritual of smoking cigars and the enjoyment of taking the time to relax while doing so. I can note a skunky cigar, but otherwise, the only differences I pick up are in nicotine strength. I typically smoke mild to medium, but I smoke strong cigars on occasion. Still only note the strength change. I pick up the flavors in other things, food, whiskey, coffees, for example, so it is not a tasting problem generally. Do you guys have any advice on what I could do to change this? I do not smoke flavored cigars, nor do I really want to resort to that. Take care. Love the podcast. Well, Looking forward to someday flying to New Hampshire for a two guys event. Now, if he's getting skunky cigars, I would recommend don't pair it with Molson anymore because Molson beer, skunky. skunky. Yeah. Uh, Retro Hill is going to be the answer, right? Yeah, it's going to take you a while to get past that initial, you know, burns my nostrils i mean uh but definitely retro hailing would help i think part of it too is finding a cigar that people say has a predominant flavor and, and the, try that the avo classic is perfect for that if you don't get that umami taste on an avo you're beyond help i say use your imagination let so, the finish remind you of the time that you had string bean casserole as a kid with the crispy <laughs> onions on top only instead of the crispy onions there are kettle-cooked potato chips. Don't take it or yourself too serious. So after He had to write down his answer to that. Here we go. That's what I had sent to him, and I thought it was pretty brilliant, so I, I rewrote it. It wasn't. <laughs> but after you blow the smoke out, one thing that I do to try to get it, especially when we're doing it for Cigar Journal and we're doing the tasting mm. things, is I blow the smoke out. Yep, that chewing scent motion and definitely it, it's helps. It's more with the tongue... Touching the roof of your mouth and back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of goofy doing it, but when when I'm like, I can't figure it out. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. I'll do that a few different times in there, and then something's start, starting to happen. I'm starting to get a little tingle that's happening there and saying, oh, okay. Reminds me of pickles. There's, <laughs> there's salt on the mushroom, and it mm-hmm. is grilled now. Right? This is I'm smoking the avo. I've watched I, it. I've watched you do it all too many times. It's exactly what you do. Yeah. And it annoys you. <laughs> <laughs> it annoys our listeners when we chew on the air. So where I learned it was learning how to taste coffees. Mm. And it's called cupping. And I went to a coffee facility and spent three days doing it. And you get a spoon and you slurp. And that's what you do. People that hate food noises are going to love the end yeah. of this show. We just got fast forward. And, and you go through it a whole bunch of different times and spend days doing it. And all of a sudden, it, it opens it up. And wine people do the same thing. They slurp. And if you do the same with, with the cigar after you blow it out, because you're not tasting smoke. You're, taste, you're tasting the after effect of what's left right. after it. And you do it. That's how I, when, when I get stuck. Like some things, you didn't hear it during the show because there it is. There's the mushrooms that's happening. And here's, here's the different flavors that happen. And when I get stuck, and I, I don't know if I've ever done it on, on the air or something, but sitting in the office or something, 
and I end up doing it. I'm trying to figure it out, and there it is. And once it's there, now the next time I take the hit of it, I don't even have to do it. There it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it went to memory of what that is. Yeah, become a member of the care package. Smoke along with us. Maybe something we taste will trigger something in you. You know, we, you know what? I do taste that. So we talked about, uh, briefly, I want to get into it a little, which is the annual survey that we have mm-hmm. up there. And one of the questions we have in the survey that is um, amazing to me is that people are doing the survey. They're listening to the show because the only way they know mm-hmm. is on the survey. And they're not part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, a big percentage yes. of it. Why? Why are you not part of this? Uh, not that I need your, your money or anything. It, it's actually a no-brainer. It's mm-hmm. for you. Adds another dimension to the show. Absolutely. You're going to be part of the show and get into it. And then when Jonathan ends up saying this flavor. and can just very get angry. That's what I do. You know, we were saying it on the last, what do we say for a flavor on that early on? Barry said something and you said, yeah, you nailed it. And there the it was, was eucalyptus yeah. right at the very beginning of it. Well, you're telling me it wasn't there? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it takes somebody to help you out with that thing. And then mm-hmm. they say, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then as that ends up happening, you stop being able to get it. And then you say something. They say, yeah, that's there too. Actually, there's no wrong answer of what are you tasting? What, what are you tasting? No, you're not. Yes, yes, I am. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's not. You can't, you can't argue with the guy. We joke and he says something and we say, uh, no, that's wrong but answer. Chinese pea pods yeah. with cinnamon. Yeah. yeah, that was the taste. That was it. All right. Well, we'd have to smoke that cigar again, which was an E.P. Carrillo yeah. something, right? Yeah. we have to get into an old, uh, and is the blend the same as it was in those days? They might have taken too. the cinnamon yeah. out. Who knows? All right, that's it. I hope you learned something this week, because next week is Father's Day weekend, and we got royalty coming. Yeah, we do. Nick and Nicholas Perdomo are visiting. It's father and son, Nick and Nicholas Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars, live in studio. The studio is open legally. And uh, if you want to come up and see the show, we'd love to have you come up. If you're far away, you listen live. And uh, don't forget, the Perdomo um, Firecracker will be, be available at 10 a.m. before the show starts. It's uh, 12 noon Eastern. The show starts, and there may or may not be cigars left at that time. So uh, don't delay. You've been warned. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, you might have learned one thing in the show today, but always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.